Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to Sims Complete Week 16 Football Review of the NFL season. Big Phil, is, is he's on one today. You got a lot of juice today in the studio, man. No, what? I don't. I have no juice. You got no. Oh, so and that's what it is. You're so tired. I, yes, You're, I'm trying to fake it or whatever. But what, what voice was that you started? What is that? I don't know. I'm not sure. It's kind of like my fake announcer voice. I just. Uh, oh, now that's better. Yeah. It's like a little a, better. Yeah. I'm selling fake. it harder, better. Yes. Yep. Doing okay. my best. Uh -huh. uh, wait, I want to tell a quick story, though. Oh, uh, Well, first time. of all, let's go back to – let's do a little review of last week's show. First of all, Dee Dee Sims is an absolute rock star on Instagram and Twitter from her Tony DeVito post. Yeah. Uh, all week leading up to Christmas, she's like, yeah, how, how are my views? Oh, yeah, are my, yeah, yeah, yeah. my views good. How many people have seen this video? So she was uh, – one post, she's totally changed her, her life. Hey, hey, hey. Yeah, I know. Everybody knows. <laughs> are you Tony Cutlets, Tony? Tony Cutlets. And then, and, you know, my, my husband played for the Giants. Phil, did you know that? Yeah. So <laughs> like, it, can you imagine No, but face? it's just great, though, too. Yeah. And I told her uh, – because I think 100 – a hundred thousand people have viewed it on Instagram, yeah, uh, and or it's come across their feed somehow or whatever. I told her this number, and she goes, "Are you shitting me?" Oh and she God. just couldn't believe that you know so well, many people had saw that video and, and her little story. So she's going to learn. Sims she's going to learn. We're sitting around watching the start of the game, yeah. or no, talking because there was no game. We were talking about football games, you and I last night, and my wife said, "Guys, no, I don't know what she said." And of course, it was. What? And Matt goes, uh, excuse me. And you wrote it down. <laughs> yeah, you were, like, now he's starting to write down what people say, which is, it's not right. Yeah, and a quick story here for, for Dee Dee, which she'll be so embarrassed that I told this, but well, let's we're, okay. we're going we're gonna to right. share it anyway. Let me hear. So Dee Dee goes out to New York City uh, with you out to dinner one night, uh, and you see Sandra Bullock. And uh, she sees Sandra Bullock. She goes up to her and says, hey, I'm a huge fan of you. You know, love your work, all that kind of stuff, all that, yada, right. yada, yada. Right. She then sees Christopher, I guess, later in the evening. And she says, Christopher, you never guess. I just saw Sandra Bullock out to dinner with Big Poppy. It was, oh, it was great. And Christopher goes, I hope you didn't see her with that huge hedge of lettuce in your teeth. Oh, and she had a big piece of spinach across the front of her teeth. So oh. she was like... Oh, my – she couldn't believe it. She hopes that she did not say hello to Sandra Bullock with the lettuce across her teeth. She but, didn't. I was you know. there. <laughs> it was a luncheon. But she was very nervous about this. Oh, I know. You, it ruined her night. It ruined her night. Nervous. And, of course, Christopher did not hold back on her, just totally. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I hope you didn't say hi to Sandra. With the, yeah, it was with a charity dinner in Central Park. Yeah. Yeah. And she was very pretty, of course. And that was a long time ago. Gosh, I mean, I don't know how many years <laughs> – a long time ago. <laughs> I like that little moment, though, you had right there. What? That was pretty what? funny. What, uh, what was no, the moment? Okay. What do you mean? We're going to move on. She was very pretty. What a shocking thing. Yeah, wow. what a yeah. shocking thing. She's yeah. a Hollywood actress. Well, yeah. Don't get all defensive and shit. You're okay. Don't no, worry, Bill. Just relax. I'm... Um, a little quick reminder, though, too. What? From picks last week. Oh, my God. Well, what, can't we wait till we get to picks? Hell no. I'm going to, you know, I don't, you know, I don't like being right. I love it. All right, and oh. you know I just love rubbing salt in the wound, and uh, well, you know I've what? gone four and zero, oh, two of the last three weeks. Big Phil's record last week. What were you last week? Oh yeah, you were one and three, player one and three. You got the Rams win. Uh, I picked the Ravens. I picked the Dolphins. I picked the Bucks. How did you not pick the Buccaneers over the Jacksonville Jaguars? I like desperate teams. Jacksonville was desperate. Yeah, the Bucks were coming not off a high, enough. beating Green Bay in Green Bay. Perfect game by Baker Mayfield in the ratings, the QBR. 
I love I love talking about QBR. Yeah, we see that. Yeah, for yeah. someone that doesn't like it, you sure bring it up a lot. No, and, I, wait, uh, wait, wait, hold it. No, so just the, I, I bring up my hatred for it, right? You know, but do I talk about? Well, I, don't even, I still don't know. Well, what you it talk is. about it, but you don't like it. Well, but I was right. just hoping to go away. Uh, and then, uh, so just a reminder. Yeah, Matt Sims four and zero. Phil Sims one and three. He's been doing it for thirty years, oh. you know. But I'm kicking his ass. The overall record on the year is twenty one and ten for your boy. All right, and then uh, Big Phil is 17 and 14. Oh, my God. What well, a terrible record that, that is that for you. That goes right along with how I'm doing on TV, too. Yeah, and then last night was really funny. As we were preparing for the show, I told you the record. And you're like, you're four games ahead of me? Are you? And he literally was like, hey, what, what games do you want to pick? All right, how about we pick against the spread this week? What about this? All right, how about we pick six games this week? You know, I mean, you got so desperate so quick. You Is that just, how I talk? Uh, you know, like that's that? in my head, that's how you sound. You sound like this. Oh, my you know? God. All right. Oh. So uh, that's, that's our little weekly review. But uh, let's get into actual football talk now, Phil. Yeah, I'm still thinking about those uh, picking the games. We've got to change it. <laughs> yeah, well, Playoffs are double, so you know. And you. I already ruled it out. We're not picking five well, games. What do you mean right? you rule out what? I, I'm just I'm saying it right now. I'm setting the tone. All right, we're only picking four games like we've always done. We're not changing because your egos oh, hurt a little I, bit. Pfft, we're moving on. All right, <laughs> but the playoffs every game is double. Okay. No, no, I don't agree oh. with that. I don't agree with that. <laughs> you know no. what they call you? You're a coward. That's boy. right. That's you're right. No, you're just getting your ass kicked right now, and you can't deal with it. That's okay, though. I'm all right. Go um, ahead. So what? All right. First Any thing, other things that you wrote down in private? No, making what? fun of Get the family? Get out of here. Get out of here. Are you kidding oh. me? Get out of here. Okay. Um, but, yeah, uh, sorry to Tommy DeVito, the kiss of death by D.D. Sims at the mall. No. Uh, you know, but, no, it's, it is unfortunate for him. He did get benched in this football game. And now uh, Tyrod Taylor has been named the starter for this week. Right. They are home against the Los Angeles Rams, who are uh, playing really, really good team football right now. Matt Stafford, one of the hotter quarterbacks in the NFL right now. You know, and just message to the Giants fans out there, like, let's not, let's not crush Tyrod. You know, it's not his fault. So yeah. I just, you know, I just want to say, like, it's easy for us to go out there and yell for Tommy and all that and all that stuff. But, like, Tyrod's a really good player. The coaches thought it was what was best for the team right now. You know, don't get caught up in if we win one more game, we're one position out of the, the perfect draft position for oh, whatever God. player yeah. you're dreaming about. Don't worry about that. I well, mean, it comes to this. Brian Dayball, of course, what he's going to do what he thinks is best for the team to win, and what's my old saying with Bill Parcells? Why did you coach? He was one in seven with the Jets, and he ended up eight and eight that year. And I said to him, the year was over. Wow, you! I've never seen you work so hard, and you know whatever about coaching. And and he goes, Hey Sims, you know that record goes on your tombstone, <laughs> right? And I just went. Enough said. Yeah. That was it. Especially for so, a head coach. So these coaches are going to do whatever it takes to win because it's part of their legacy, a part of who they are and how we judge them. And I would say this for Tommy DeVito. Yes, he's got, very disappointed. Mm -hmm. But what he did, he established himself, too, that he can play in the league. Yeah. And it would really surprise me if he's not, of course, be with the Giants again next year, probably as the third quarterback. Right. So good for him. He, he at least created an opportunity for himself to guarantee – to go to camp again next year, 
compete hopefully for the for the second spot. Yeah. And, you know, again, just extending his career cuz for anyone in his position or anyone that's a second or a third year quarterback in the NFL, what are you trying to do? You're just constantly trying to just stay in. Try to stay in it and hopefully more doors open after that, right? Just to create yeah. more opportunity for well, yourself. Well, he has, he and established he that he can handle it. Right. Made a lot of good plays, moved around. Now the offseason, great time tough. for him. Yeah. Get bigger. You know, get bigger. Just get – I don't mean bigger because I'm not a big fan of just putting weight on to – just get stronger and just keep working on what you're doing, or doing throwing the football. And I say this all the time. Quarterbacks from the first year to the second year, if you don't see a distinct difference in their throwing, then they didn't work hard enough. Right. It, it's a skill. you got to be a machine, as we talk about all the time, making all the routine throws – Pressure, under pressure, whatever it is. Yeah. And then hit them once down the field on a good steady basis and make some special throws. Right. But first, you got to hit all the routines. Right. So. And, and I think it's uh, – he's he's only a rookie. Yeah. That's a lot for a rookie quarterback. At, at, you know, in the NFL, it's a difficult position. What was demanded of him, especially in this market too, all that kind of stuff. So there's going to be some great time for reflection him for him in this offseason to really say, what did I do well? What do I need to do better? What are the greats in the league doing? And how can I kind of mimic their games too and add that to myself? So, yeah. um, you know, and hey, there's still games to be played, so he might have an opportunity to well, go back to out get back you never there, know. Yeah. So for him, it's kind of just like start clean, go back to work, have fun being an NFL quarterback, and you never know what's going to happen. You know, and Tyrod's a really good football player. You know, I just don't want the fans to to make it a, a thing. Yeah, you that's, don't want them to start yelling for Tommy. You know, that's the thing. You know, it's just like if if Tyrod's playing that bad, okay, I understand that. But you know, don't don't seek it just because. You right. know, let's support whoever's out there. Um, well, you know, it's that's just my thing. Let me help. It's Wednesday. Here we are. We didn't go yesterday because of Monday was you know Christmas Day. I worked whatever, so I didn't. I couldn't. What, what what did Zane say to me what, earlier before we came in? Zane from IMP Studios. Yeah, yeah. What did he say? What, what did he say? Something. Uh, well, I basically said I was hoping y'all wouldn't come in. Period. <laughs> he was like very that. happy that we did I not was come like, in Damn, Tuesday. Zane, okay, good to see you too. Well, of course, a week ago you were like, "Yeah, let's do it Tuesday. Let's just do our thing. We're gonna keep going." You know, there's that voice again. Well, that yeah, Phil Sims voice. yeah. And I was sitting at CBS Monday going. Hell, I don't want to do the podcast tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But let's yeah. go. Let's go real quick. Not real quick. We want to talk about it. The big news, just as we got here and sat down today. Yeah. That what? Adam go Schefter, ahead. Break. Be, be the breaking news reporter. Well, that's just for not us. my thing. Um, <laughs> Adam Schefter reported the Denver Broncos are going to bench Russell Wilson. Yeah. And play Jared Stidham these last two games. Yeah. What are your thoughts on that? When you well, hear that? Well, first off, I, I saw it written. See what we got in Jared Stidham. That is like just. Pure crap. We'll see what we got. Oh, we're going to establish everything he is in two games? <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I always love that. Well, let's, yeah. let's play the other guy and see what we got. What are you going to learn in those two games that you don't already know? Right. It's just we're doing this to kind of make a statement about, really, about how we feel about Russell Wilson, where we're going in the future. Um, you know, I don't know what's going to be said. We haven't got to see the news yet. But it, I think it tells you that Sean Payton wants to move on for sure. You think so? Yeah, I mean – why else? Is it just to give Jared Stenham two games of experience when he probably has only taken a handful of snaps with the first-team offense every single week? Right. I, I wouldn't understand that. And Russell Wilson, you you looked up the numbers. What? How many touchdowns? Uh, I think it was 27 and 8 on the year. I mean, come on. Something like that, yeah. I mean, that, that's hard to do. It is. I'm watching him play this week, 
uh, they were playing, you know, out in Denver, and they were playing the New England Patriots, a really good defense. Yeah. They're down 16. Boom, boom, boom. Touchdown, two points. Touchdown, two points. Ties it up. And then the defense says, nah, hell, let them move down the field and kick a winning field goal. <laughs> right. That's Russell's fault. And not, and not only that, but to, to Bailey Zappi and the New England Patriots, who can't move the ball on anybody, all of a sudden they're just an unstoppable machine, you know, He's, on the road against the Denver Broncos. You know, well, and think about what they did in Pittsburgh, too. Yeah. So they've gotten aggressive. Right. And they're just letting it go because it's over. You know, I mean, what the hell? <laughs> yeah, who cares You now? know what I mean? Yeah, it, yeah, you're talking about a get-out-of-jail-free card. Just keep doing it. And, and I have to admit, Bailey Zappi has uh, moved around. Uh, he, he's throwing it. He's being accurate and all that stuff. I'm not going to say he throws with power because that's the one thing I think he really likes, mm-hmm. trying to drive the football down the field. But he's played well, and the offense does look better these last few weeks. So yeah. give him a lot of credit. Yeah, definitely. And it's just it's crazy and shocking news to me that Russell Wilson, who struggled a year ago, fired the head coach, Nate Hackett, and obviously he's now with the New York Jets looked better under Sean Payton, looked like they were kind of – he was finding himself again as far as, as a coach and as a player, you know, with the, the quarterback dynamic that they had. And uh, I just – I guess I just didn't see it coming this quickly, you know. I really didn't think that this would happen this season, especially when – you know, I know it hasn't been perfect for him, but I feel like he's played better. He's made a lot of good plays this year. You know, there's no doubt there's been a handful of plays that you can obviously with any quarterback in the NFL yeah. can nitpick on. But – yeah, you're right. It kind of Look, just shows you they're just they're going to move forward. Once they got established, the season's going, and they went on that winning streak. Russell Wilson was playing really solid football, yeah. not making mistakes. And I know he had to be playing going, oh, my gosh. There, there's a little pressure there when you know every mistake is magnified. Right. And I thought they settled in. I said, oh, him and Sean are making a good couple now because the play selection and what they were asking to do made sense and everything was working. So, I, I honestly, it, it, this really catches me by surprise uh, about Russell Wilson. I just figured, okay, we got this settled. He'll be there next year. Mm-hmm. And Sean Payton will move forward with how he coaches the team. They'll get better at what he, he preaches and does. And this, hey, there's no guarantee that what whoever is the next quarterback, if it's Jared Stidham or somebody he brings in, is going to play better than Russell Wilson or win more games than he did. Yeah, right. So, it's a risk, but Sean Payton, hey, smart. Well, knows, you know. Now they're maybe in the field, or would Sean Payton be the type that goes and drafts a young rookie quarterback, you know, you and know, tie himself to one of these guys that's coming out in the class this year? He might, but, you know, is that is that is he going to get a guy that produces and does what maybe C.J. Stroud did and all that? I think that's a huge gamble. Yeah. I really do. You know, you can draft this the kid, and, but you're talking about from college to pros, and – it's a tough transition for anybody and for him. Right. You know, you, you know their offense well. You were down there with them once for a, a camp or whatever, and they don't fool around. No, they don't mess around. Oh, my gosh. No. It's, they got every, every play you can ever think of. They've, they've done it and run it, and they're looking for more. His play know? sheet has got yeah. every play he's ever run in his career. Yeah, no, it's, look at Sean no yeah. it's a dictionary. It's, it's a, unbelievable. Yeah, it's, yeah. A, yeah. It's, it's like, you know, double-coated, like three layers of it, too. Well, let, let's don't spend too much time on this, yeah. but you, I'm going no, to just ask you this. Will Russell Wilson, will there be teams out there running to try to get him if he is let go by the Broncos? Running to get him? I don't know about running to get him, but – You know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. I mean, 
the price has changed, that's for sure, right. which I think will be very unique to him and what he obviously is going to be leaving because I think he's getting about $37 million you know, guaranteed this year and well, I think maybe 30-plus next year. I, I, I'm going to say it's in the 40s. Just it's guessing. close, yeah. There's $37 million that they have to guarantee March or what. I, I don't know the contract yet. I it's a lot of it. money, though. It, it's, yeah, it's a, it's lot, a of lot of money. So I, I just think about the league, and I just wonder – Who's willing to invest and bring Russell Wilson in and make him the guy? Right. And I know that sounds easy to a lot of people, but I think it's a little more complicated than that. Yeah, it's. I'm very uh, curious. Yeah, but it also will have to get, deal with. I think the the coaching changes across the league too. Right. Who That'll gets hired? So maybe yeah. there will be someone that's like, yeah, I don't want to start brand new with a brand new quarterback. I'm just going to bring in a guy like Russell Wilson. We'll, we'll try to make it work by paying him less than probably what he's looking for or what the market thinks that he deserves. And, you know, well, they would probably there. have to pick his co- – I don't I – don't, listen. You're right. I don't know Money's not my – I'm not that's a big – That's not our specialty. Go on and look at the contracts and how much money people are making, you know, because it comes but down to this. But we're at a case that – I don't care. Right. And we're at a case now, too, where it seems like Denver with Sean Payne ownership and all that, they would be the type of team and the personality, especially Sean Payne, that would be like, we'll pay his salary for you but he's not on our team anymore. Like, I would see them just kind of being willing to do that too. Yeah, I, don't, know? I, don't, I don't even know if they, you can do that. I really yeah, don't. I don't know so either, but just – I'll know. look it up tonight. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. It's so, a little late, but I'll do it tonight. <laughs> we'll do, yeah, that's right. A little late for what we're doing here. Um, you know, to go back to the Giants real quick, had every chance in the damn world to win that game against the Philadelphia oh, Eagles. Yeah. Man, it killed me. And uh, it was hard to watch. And it was really funny, too, because you're, you're in the media world. You try not to be a Giants fan, but you are a Giants fan, and rightfully sure. so. And uh, I love it, though. When we started talking about the game, Big Phil just goes, you know, we had so many damn chances to win that game. And it just I love the fact that you said we so emphatically because it just Yeah, it's uh, okay. I've gotten over that. I used to not say that. Yeah. I mean, every ex-player and, and doing <laughs> – what what I do and you do, yeah. they all root for their team. So I just I'm, I'm. It was just nice to hear I'm again, do you it. know, because yeah. yeah, you know, it's still close. But to it this. was the Eagles. They won the game. That was really important. Yeah. To, like you know, it's building blocks. Oh, I don't think I've ever said that in my life. <laughs> but it's they won, so they got that pressure off of them because they lost three in a row. Right. And they can look at the good side of what they did right. And then still keep working on what's not going their way. Yep. But there were opportunities for the Giants to really hang close. And they just said, it, as this, this shows you when you're not a good team. They refused to take advantage of opportunities. Yeah. And I, I know they didn't, but I'm just saying it's, that's what it looked like. We, oh, no, we didn't want that interception. <laughs> oh, we didn't want to complete that pass for 40 yards or whatever. And uh, Well, was, you, you expect unlucky breaks in the NFL all the time. Sure. They were – when they got the lucky breaks, it's almost like they denied them of ever being a possibility too. So right. they really did just like they constantly just hurt themselves in that football game, and uh, and they let that one slip. Let's talk real quick though yeah, about the Jets it. and Commanders, but really focusing more so on the Jets here. Really, oh yeah, quickly. we're just gonna do it on the Jets. All right, uh, for the Jets, um, you know, Brees Hall had a good game, twenty carries for ninety-five yards. They had a total runs of thirty-six for one sixty-four. Trevor right. Simeon was 27 of 49 for 217, Wild. which 49. is like, yeah, yeah, crazy. 49 attempts, but only 217 yards. And, uh, you know, what are your, your big takeaways here? I mean, I think for well, the Jets, good win for Robert Sala to survive because yeah. it was ugly there. They almost blew this game, too. There was Excuse me. many opportunities where it almost got away from them. 
Hey, um, just trying to win games yeah. to make themselves feel a little bit better about the season they thought it was going to be, and it was lost. Right. So that's one thing. And you and I were talking about, well, where do they go from here? Well, they lost Mackay Becton. Is one, you want him to be a building block of your football team. Uh, we got Vera Tucker. You know, that's another one. And you think Mackay Becton has done enough to stay. They should keep him and keep kind of building with him on the offensive line. You know, I watch every game every week of theirs. I don't just quite study him. But what I have, when I do catch him and look at him, I go, wow, you know, he's he's a force. Yeah. He he really is a force. But we talked – I'm coming to this. In the NFL, and you were a little shocked. You saw it. We don't have to go over all of them. Every team you think is going to make the playoffs had one thing in common. They have a really a good offensive line. Right. And I've said that for many years. When it's all settled, except for the Cincinnati Bengals, who went to the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. with arguably one of the five worst offensive lines in football. Right. And they made it for many reasons. The defense, Joe Burrow, and they just knew how to win close games. Mm-hmm. But uh, the Jets, for every team, it, it, you, your offensive line has to be – have that first – and then the Jets also are going to have to go out and get a backup quarterback who they can really trust, too. Yeah, and, the, and so for the Jets, the main focus for them this offseason is find somebody in a free agency to help you in that offensive line, right? Move Elijah, uh, Elijah Vera Tucker back into guard. Right. Find a good tackle in free agency if you can, or really just another offensive lineman to add to the and, room. And they're going to draft one high, too. And then too. draft somebody high at right. that position, too. And, and what really, else? really make sure that you're protecting. Just the other they, thing, skill group. They need, yes. They need speed in the yes. receiver position. Right. They absolutely do. Uh, I think they need someone to kind of go along with Garrett Wilson and what he does in his skill set. There's a lot of good receivers in this draft class. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of receivers, too, that slip past that first round uh, just because – you know, like always, we're always focused on the quarterback, receiver, skill group, all that kind of stuff. But in the NFL, you know, we always see a lot of offensive linemen, a lot of defensive linemen earlier, more than those other than we. Well, you want to why, – why do we see that? For yeah. two reasons. One, defense, you got to hit the quarterback. No doubt. Period. Two, the other side, the O-line, can you protect them? And the other thing – And three, in media, we can't talk about other positions because no one cares about them. So we have to talk about the skill guys going first in the, well, that, you know, in the that, first it, round. <laughs> that's really true. Yeah. The, all year long, fire the coach, get another quarterback. <laughs> right. Every backup quarterback that has a good game. You, do you think he's the guy now? Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, please shut oh, up. Oh, and the other focus, though, too, right, for the Jets is what? Free agent backup. Oh, well, yeah, the quarterback. Yeah, free agent oh, backup. Got to get somebody in there where you have such faith in, and they, hey, look, they're going to have to have experience where they've yeah. shown everybody they can do it. Yeah, they're going to have to get a quality backup. And, and go ahead and give your numbers about how many starting quarterbacks we've had this year. For the AFC, oh, for total quarterbacks, uh, 61 quarterbacks. 61 quarterbacks have 61 started. 61 quarterbacks have started in the NFL. A couple um, teams have had how many? Uh, let's see here. Atlanta has had two different starters, but they switched them two different they times. They did twice. So, I know. Uh-huh. Uh, but in the AFC, six teams have had only one quarterback. All of those teams going to the playoffs. Going to the playoffs. In the NFC, seven team, seven teams, excuse me, have had only one quarterback, and all of those are going to the playoffs except for Washington. one. Washington, exactly correct. Two teams. Well, actually, and today, what? Jacoby Brissett was named the starter. Good. Uh, for Washington. So Why am I saying good? Because you think Sam Howell's, you know, he's just, he's, it's he's too much. He's hit out. Yeah. 
I mean, emotionally and physically, oh, my gosh. What did I say? 60 so now 62 quarterbacks. He has what? <laughs> How many? Sam Howell had. I, I was his, right. his numbers are ridiculous. He's he was thrown sacked more. 60, 60 times. <laughs> 60. That was like from the great outdoors. How many times have you been struck by lightning? Six, 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 six times. 60 times. <laughs> He's completed 352 passes. Yeah. My God. Most people don't throw that many a year. <laughs> but but I, I, I'll just be real quick with him. Yeah. I thought he played well, had some good stretches where he was – I said, man, he's a starting NFL quarterback. Yeah. He'll be their guy. But it started to fade because they got worse and they know what's going to happen down in Washington. They're going to fire the coaches, a whole new regime coming in. Right. And, you know, it just got worse. It did. And watching him, I just go, oh, my God, throw it away. You know, yeah, I'm rooting was, for him. It, it was imploding on itself, and he was still kind of like just like fighting against oh. it and through it and kind of he – a veteran quarterback would have been like, oh, oh not there. Check down. All right. Just, well, let's just survive and, and advance and move on and just keep my job. Type the of one thing. good thing about him, though, is, is he solidified himself in the NFL, too. Yeah. In other words, he might not be a starter next year. Yeah. I don't know. That's, but he's going to be – if he's not a starter, he's going to be a big-time quality backup. Right. Because I, I got to admit, tough – that's not even – he's beyond tough. He's, he's but tough. He, he threw the ball a lot better physically than I thought he was capable of. That's right. what caught me by surprise. Yeah. Well, so. and that's, that's, again, something that we have said to each other before, right, that a lot of guys that are strong and powerful, they end up throwing the NFL ball better just because it's a better football, honestly, yeah, to throw. Easier to so, throw. Yeah, even like my young students, you know, they, they're always like, hey, can I borrow that football? And I'm like, no. No. <laughs> yeah, you got to gotta throw the crap that you throw. Yeah, um, but the two teams, right, two teams have started four different – no, three, the Jets, yep. Minnesota, Cleveland, right. all have started four quarterbacks. Goes back to what conversation we had many weeks ago. And Cleveland's the only one that is playoff team right now that yes. has started that many quarterbacks. But what did we what did we say weeks ago? I know it's it's hard to answer questions like this. I said you should have four quarterbacks on your roster. Yeah. Two on the roster, the active, and two on, you know, the practice squad. Right. Or three and one. Right. Just that way they're in the system and you're training them. And you don't and people go, Oh, well, how do you get four quarter? You can keep four quarterbacks active and teach them enough. Hire one guy on the side just to teach them why, you know, they're not part of the group. Yeah. Go out there, whatever it is. You right. know, it just it, it, it's crazy. It is crazy. You and know, that and offensive linemen, you can't have enough of those ready either, no, which we've No, learned. you're right. You're right. And it's just because there's so many times, too, offensive linemen and QBs, a lot of non-contact injuries, you oh. know, for QBs this year. But also, too, People, people falling on top of each other in the pocket, you know. So there's a lot of these instances where it's like you just you can't even you can't even protect yourself against them. No. You know, it's like offensive lineman. Yeah, another offensive lineman is going to fall on them at least four or five times in a game every week. So just things that are unavoidable, I think, in the NFL, and you got to prepare for. Them. I'd say if there was ten injuries to offensive linemen, eight of them are because somebody fell into them. <laughs> right, right. I mean, it's unbelievable. Their own players, and of course, defensive guys too. Yeah. So yeah, that's amazing. 60-some starting quarterbacks 62, in the yeah, now with that. Well, actually, no, 63 with Jared Stenham now making the oh, start. Oh, yeah, you're uh, right. Well, hell, it's like we're sitting there 
Yeah, a, I know. At so, a tele, we're at a telethon. And now Tyrod's getting a start, too. So the number goes up. So, um, you know, was a starter before. Now he's back again as a starter. It's just crazy, though, just how transient, as you had said in one occasion, that the quarterback position has become in the NFL. And you have to prepare for those things. But there is no shocker. The teams that have decent or above average scheme offensively. Yeah, that's And then, yeah. you know, coaching, of course, right? right. And then a – Good, solid, but, you know, most of these teams that we're talking about have a really good offensive line, so I feel like that protects them too, a lot of these quarterbacks. It's not just luck. Yes. Um, well, some of it is, but the majority of it isn't. Um, all right, so yeah. let's talk a little bit, though, about Dallas and Miami. Oh, you want a quickie there? Let's go a quickie there real quick about that conversation. Uh, boy, you it know. was an interesting game. It was. It was. Uh, really broad takes for me, first off. It's true. Miami's defense is getting better. If you can finally say that, yes. you know, with confidence. I really noticed it, you <laughs> know, and I heard talk to somebody and he and he was moaning and groaning about Miami. He goes, Oh man, they've they they they've now they got it. They're passing everything off and and they're paying, you know, so even the coaching profession, people of course the are coaches, starting to see it. They're well yeah. they're they're moaning about it that they're figuring it out. Right. And you know, Chubb getting after the quarterback. But, you know, just, just overall, watching their football team, the defense, uh, Jalen Ramsey, that's a big deal. And on the offensive side, you know, they played Dallas. Dallas rushes the quarterback. They got great speed. And I thought Tua did a really good job of get, getting rid of the football. For Tua, how tall is Tua? Six foot, we'll say? Yes, yeah, six foot, six, six one. But he plays taller because he got the high release. Right. And other things caught my attention, which I had noticed. When the receivers for for Miami run and they feel like they're in open space, mm -hmm. they just slow down and wait for it. Right. And even if they're not part of the play. Like I saw it about three times in the game. I go, wow, that just shows you teaching and just constant repetitions. Yeah. How you get do these unique things just to explode the talent even more. Right. And I feel like I've heard coaches in, in, in my past too in, in – meetings be like why are you running to get covered again you're running to get open when you're open just stay open yeah you know and like it's a it's a thing that you like you hear it you're like yeah it's kind of true but it, it's it it takes a lot of repetition a lot of feel and great communication between the quarterback the coaches the players and I feel like Miami's done a really good job of doing those those little subtle things that you really don't notice a ton until they go for explosive plays yeah and I you know I thought you know too just to go to the quarterback I I thought Tua played a good game. Yeah. You know, and, of course, as usual, they run plays that everybody in the league runs. But they <laughs> yeah. give it a lot of window dressing and this and that. And you go, oh, that's a unique play. I've never seen it. And you go, oh, wait. Oh, I've seen this a thousand You've times. It. You've seen it, yeah. Nobody just dressed it up as much as they did. Right. And, the, and, of course, the one was Raheem Mostert. Coming in motion across the formation, stops as a running back. And he's on the right side. Everybody on the left side goes across the field. He sneaks out to go to the left side. And it, I just went, wow, oh, yeah. see, I've seen that play 100 I times. I know, and you said that play. I was like, yeah, we ran that play in the Super Bowl with Dante Freeman for a touchdown. A touchdown. You know? Wide open. And, wide open. And, it's, and, it's, and who was the head coach of that team is Dan Quinn. He, he's seen these plays right. you know, in practice and all that. But it also just goes to show you, again, that live on the field, very difficult to stop, very difficult for you to kind of keep your containment and assignment you know, focused on what you're doing with all that movement. How do you slow a defense down? Yeah, you're right. No, Shit. how do you do it? 
shifts movement, movement. confuse them, make them think. Yeah, make them think. You know, let's let's go into that narrative. You know, they're not they're on defense because they're not smart. You know, everybody <laughs> used to say that. No, they're on defense because they're really athletic now. <laughs> right, right. That's what we got going. But yeah, it makes you think and it slows you down big time. Yeah. And no matter how much you practice and think of these things, it's so much going on with Miami that people, you know, receivers, running backs. You, they get lost, right? For sure. What's your one concern with the Miami Dolphins team, and just like what is what is their what's holding them back from being a real Super Bowl team? You think? Well, I don't know. What's you know, their weakness? I think the defense is really, like I said, that's, I've answered that. You know, you worry about the offensive line, but they can throw so many screens, get it to the running back. They know how to do all the perimeter runs. That so that helps them in all the what we're saying right there. Yeah. And I think Tua can get rid of the football. We know that as quick as anybody. And uh, it's, it's, it's a great system. So I don't have great concerns except with their offensive line with all the injuries and all that get overpowered. That right. would be my – that's probably my only concern with their football it's team. It's just like the physical nature of their football team yeah. and playoff football. Yeah. And, and that's a little bit of my concern too because even with the team like the Buffalo Bills, for example, you know, when they play each other, you know, Buffalo doesn't have any like superstar – you know, defenders where you're like, man, they're going to have a tough time. Like, no, they got good players. I mean, obviously. I mean, you know, Ed Oliver is an extremely impactful football player. You know, and McDermott, what he does, though, too. I just feel like physically, Buffalo just kind of kicks their ass a little bit. And they just kind of play more physical than they do. You know, at least they did the first time they played. Well, yeah, but, that was, yeah. You know, so I just, I feel like that's a little bit of their issue, though, when I see the Miami Dolphins. Just that occasionally, it seems like other teams can push them around. And what we saw from Baltimore this past weekend, that's what I think concerns me big picture-wise for them as far as making a run. Well, yeah, for this game coming up this week too. Exactly. Yeah, I, um, so we'll transition a little then to Baltimore. Yeah. So watching the game and doing it. In Baltimore, I, uh, San Francisco. Baltimore, San Francisco. First thing I thought of, how in the hell did the Rams score 31 against this defense? That's correct. Well, I'll tell you why. Because Matt Stafford is a freak. Yeah, well, you're right. <laughs> and also, too, Kyron Williams is – an emerging, fantastic NFL running back. He had 20 carries for 120 yards in that game. And then Matt Stafford played phenomenal, making moves out of the pocket, creating throwing lanes like he always does, throwing a few sidearm touchdowns, you know. So just unbelievable playmaking on their offensive side. Repetition has changed their football team too. Right. So the repetition I'm talking about is that they stay with the running game. It's a little more creative than I've seen it. Uh, so that's really cool. And I was watching them. I watched two of their games last week. Just to, let me just watch the Rams. I have to talk about them. And I went, wow, their offensive line, which I, I don't know if I can tell you two guys to start on. <laughs> but I just kept going, man, they fire out. And they've gotten better as the years. Yes. Gone but you get better at running by running. And, but yeah, so. And, you know, and everybody, you, you got to suffer. Right. To get better at it. Because you got to be ready to go at second and nine. That was very philosophical of you right there. You got to suffer. Yeah, you got to suffer. Man. And, you know, second and nine, can you run it again? Right. Oh, no, we got, we're behind. Wait, one of my favorite sayings every week, I hear it 50 times. Well, they're behind the chains. So, what the hell does that mean? <laughs> when, when, so, where's that, where's that break where we get to a point where we're even with the chains? I've right. never heard that. Whether well, they're even with the chains. They're ahead of can the chains. Can you ever get ahead of the chains? You can get ahead. How can you get ahead? I don't know. Yeah. Don't I they reset the chains? They, they Aren't wanna, you always technically behind it? They always say, though, <laughs> uh, they're trying to stay ahead of the chains today. 
Okay. That's let, a pretty funny one. Let me think. Yeah. Oh, they, you know, they didn't want to play this game today behind the chains. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. All right. So, hey, we're getting off topic here. But I, right. I do like that. That was pretty funny. Oh, so, my God. So, with Rams only one of the few teams to kind of move the football on the Baltimore Ravens recently, right? Yeah. Or they efficiently. Couldn't, they right? really couldn't stop Baltimore. Couldn't stop them either. Yeah. And that's why they lost that football game. So, But now to the Ravens against the 49ers. Go ahead. To start with this game. I think the biggest thing that you notice right away. Yes, I know what you're going to say, I guess. Damn, the Ravens are bad. Oh. Like, they are an angry football team. They're big and strong. That was, the I think, to me, the, the first noticeable difference that I saw in the two teams. Right. Is that I thought the Baltimore Ravens looked bigger and looked stronger on the field yes, at times. They were. They made Brock Purdy look very small in the pocket. Yes. They, and... Baltimore's offensive line. It's I huge mean, and it's good. It's huge. And d- I didn't notice Nick Bosa that much at all. I well, didn't notice Chase Young at all. I feel like no. they won a lot of their one-on-one battles against what is considered one of the better defensive lines in, well, the, in first off, the playoff picture. To pick up for them, yeah, it, they weren't really allowed to just go after the quarterback. Right. It was try to contain him. Yeah. And I saw Bosa many times, which, you know, I'll say this. He showed great discipline. He hung in there with the block. Uh, he switched sides sometimes, but he hung in there because he didn't want Lamar to get outside. Right. He was trying to do the right thing. And I'm sure they preached to him all week big time about that. No doubt. So that takes away a lot of their power to rush. And what's, what's Bill Parcells always say about games like this and teams? You know, that, that's a vague question you'll never but get. But just, yeah, fast teams get, get slower, big teams stay big the whole year. Fast guys get slower, right. big guys never get smaller. Right. And when you look at uh, the Baltimore Ravens, there's really not a spot on the field you go, well, this guy's a little undersized. Yeah. It, it's unbelievable. It's just big men. It is crazy. Ozzie Newsom started that, and they are carrying on with that mantra. Is that how you said mantra? Yeah. Okay, that's the first time I've ever used that word. <laughs> But um, <laughs> you're ahead of the chains. <laughs> I'm ahead of change in vocabulary now. But it, that's what shocked me, how they looked bigger than San Francisco. And they were extremely physical. And the other thing is they were really well coached for the 49er offense. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, yeah, go into that. What, what well, were no, some you of start things? it. You, you go ahead because you, you know, you know, you know the, better than me. What I loved about, first of all, Patrick Queen, Roquan Smith, the way that they played in the middle of that defense, it, it seemed like one that they were everywhere. It seemed like there was two of them, right. you know, at all times on the field. Their ability to play in space in the zone, to pass things off in those zone coverage, to not take the cheese, so to speak. Right. Right. Oh, here's a shallow cross. Oh, let me get the shallow cross. They're like, no, shallow cross. You got him. Go. And then they're playing for the next guy that's coming into the area. And that's where I feel like they really made it difficult for Brock Purdy. Yes. Is that the easy gimme throws were all a little tighter, a little bit more condensed. Yeah, some of them were completed, but I even said to you too, just like, damn, like Christian McCaffrey, yeah, you got a check down for six yards, but at what cost? You got killed on some of them. Yeah. You know, hard physical hits constantly. And and I think that's what's really cool about this team. That's why it's really easy to root for them. Oh well, because come on! I think for, I love it's it's it's, it's like they're, they're, they're like the good stuff. villain, you they know, are. in, in the way. story, right? Where yeah. you're just like, we know they're bad, yeah. but damn, I hope the villain wins here. You know, they're like Thanos. You're like, yeah. this is kind of cool. He's but, killing all the Avengers. You know, I, you don't I, know that reference, but I it's have okay though. No idea. Yeah, I've don't never worry. seen an Avenger for two seconds, <laughs> so I don't know. 
But uh, listen, <laughs> yeah. there were a couple plays where Brock Purdy, and I, one really stood out. He looked right and he turned, and I'm watching the game, and I'm, you know, watch, I was actually watching the tape of it. And I just saw all oh, the two receivers, Debo Samuels, one, I forgot, it might have been uh, George Kittle. Mm-hmm. They just jogged down the field. They yeah. weren't even part of the play. Right. It was him looking off to turn and come back and throw the, what do you call it, angle or the little thing to Christian McCaffrey. Mm-hmm. To serve your point, uh, Roquan Smith and Patrick Queen, as they were watching Brock Purdy, they never moved. Right. And boom. Christian McCaffrey is coming towards him. They're both ready for it. That was when Travis Jones hit him, and it was still intercepted. But if Christian McCaffrey was going to catch that ball, he was going to pay a price. He was going to pay but a it, price, But to yeah. me, it exemplified the coaching yes. of what they were doing. And when you take a really good group of players, which they, of course, have, and then you coach them up, you have great players. Mm-hmm. And it's a great sign that that's what the NFL is. You get talented guys, and now can you – make their talent bigger yeah. by coaching them and giving them something that really works. And I think that explains the Baltimore Ravens really on both sides right now. And, I mean, two, two I think, perfect epitomes of that example that you're talking about are guys like Humphreys and right. Hamilton. You know, both of these guys that I think if they're on other teams, ah, we don't know what to do with them. They're kind of this yes. or that. You know, what does Baltimore use them as? I don't know if they actually do have, like, a particular label next to their name, you know, well, he, uh, on their roster. It's just football player. Well, yeah, Kyle Hamilton has it by his. It says player. Player. Yeah, yeah, it does. I'm a dog. When he was at Notre Dame, they bragged about him every week, right, yeah. on the telecast. Right. And, I, you know, me, I'm sitting there, I go, man, I, I, I don't see it. Right. I know it was a great – and then – because but, we were looking at him like truly from that safety lens yeah. of like, is he a really good safety in the NFL? It's like, you know, he's turned out he's he's been a very good safety, but he's really he's more importantly he's just a great player, and because he does great things as far as rushing the passer, uh, really the rushing the passer stuff to me is phenomenal how he does that stuff. His Boy. ability to be able to you know take one on one matchups like against tackles and guards like that in the interior part of the offensive line and one it kind of shows you like his bravery it also shows you his skill set too the fact that he is big and strong enough for them to say yeah go ahead you can go and do these things um and his interception he had two interceptions on the day the, the second one i think was awesome there he is rushing the quarterback he Got gets cut. hit high but then he gets cut by Christian McCaffrey they throw the penalty on that he gets crushed into the ground by the tackle. Yeah, he fell on him. And then, yeah, which is like, you know, you expect your, your tackle to do that for you. Yeah, honestly, he's he's fine, but it was funny. It was funny. Go ahead. But then he gets up, you know, after that ass-kicking and hustles to the football and gets rewarded with the tip pass from yeah. Humphreys. And, and those were just – that's an example of that play right there. It's like everything yeah. went wrong for him. But he kept hustling. He kept playing. He didn't hear the whistle. You know, he didn't hear the he didn't hear the bell. You know, as Rocky yeah. says. Hey, hey. You know, and oh. he kept going. So, uh, I think that's just like Harbaugh, that team, their identity. Well, it, it's, it's 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 Mike McDonald, the defensive coordinator. Yeah, him too. And Holy. look, yeah. what they've done. It took a little bit, but I thought Kyle Hamilton. I just said, you know, whatever. We've I've done that, but he looks so much faster on the field, and he looks so big to be a safety and all the positions he can play. And, you know, like you said, he just has a knack. He, he can play sports. Right. That's what it is. Yeah. He's an know, athlete. He can play. Yeah. He can – he understands. So that 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 was really 
uh, amazing uh, how he played, and really their whole defense. Travis Jones, uh, Matabike, uh, just go across the board. All Hey, wait, here's the other one I wrote in my notes. Owe? Kyle Van Noy. Oh, him too, yeah. I mean, hell, he, when he gets in the game, he's like – What about Kyle Van Noy, Jadavian Clowney, and Owe, all three guys might not show up on the stat sheet, but first of all, all three guys, huge human beings. Jadavian Clowney looks small on the field. You know how big he is? He's, well, he's 6'5", 266. Yeah. You know, so it's just like I just, I'm just so impressed by, you know, uh, the physical presence of this football team. You know, because when you think that Jadavian Clowney looks small on the field, but then you realize, no, everyone else around him is just a They're huge gigantic. human being. Holy Christ. You know, so and Matt Abike, he's a star. He's awesome in the interior. And I asked you the question too, right? So if you're the 49ers coaching staff, let's say you – Let's say you meet them in the Super Bowl right. again. Yeah. Who are you focused on stopping? Who is your main like? We can't let these people wreck the game. Oh, I, you, you got that. You can't do it. <laughs> that, you, I don't know. That's all you, you got for me. I don't know who you focus on. You, yeah. You, you know, Oway. I mean, he's a, he's a freak physically. Right. But didn't you know, even get a tackle. No, he wasn't on the stat sheet. Wasn't you on the stat sheet. You said to me, "Did he play?" I go, "Yeah, I saw him blow some people up." I know. But he's. Can't get there fast enough sometimes. Yeah, Kyle Van Noy was on Pat McAfee's show. Right. And now he's starting. He's I out know. there playing. I think he's got six sacks. But, boy, did he – does he still he have – makes the, an impact, yeah. Did, why could he be – how could he be out there? He didn't go down there and take a magic pill. He looks fast. He, you know, he's he's nothing but bone and muscle. I mean, yeah. hell. I, I, I don't know. I just – I don't but, know. But it's just – it was really telling, though, this football game. And, and you're right. There is – Credit to Coach McDonald, right, what he does defensively as far as their scheme because it is not a defense full of, you know, superstars, so to speak, as far as, like, what we see. Um, but it is a defense of really phenomenal football players right. that can kind of play almost every position on the field. They're yeah. very multiple that way. And they're really deep, too. They're really helps. deep, right? They're tough. What they can do defensively, too, as far as just creating different looks with their different personnel is why we think certain offenses have great advantages, too. You know, oh, we have all these different pieces, like Kyle and their offense. We have all these different pieces, and how will the defense defend us? If they try to play the run too much, we'll pass it. So I feel like they're the the exact opposite, right, of the 49ers offense on defense. They got a lot of really good players, and we can mix it up. It depends on just how you want to try to beat us, you know, but we'll still have advantages other, other ways because they of that. They had a lot of um, blitzes. I call them four-man blitzes. Yeah. And, you, well, four-man, that's not a blitz. Well, six of them, you thought six of them were going to blitz or rush the quarterback, and two of them would drop out to the other side, that kind of stuff. They, right. did, they had three-man rushes, they, so they mixed it up very well. I, I just got to say this. So I did a lot of Baltimore games when I was announcing and I was in their lunchroom one day, kind of waiting for practice to start and all that, and Ozzie Newsom came through. Hey, you know, we start, hey, how you doing, Ozzie? And we always go to Alabama. Right. I said, man, he needs to get more speed. You know, I'd always, when he goes, yeah, no, I keep telling Nick. <laughs> but, and Ozzie, did you see who we signed today? And I said, uh, no, no. And he t- said the guy's name. I didn't know who it was. And uh, he goes, he's 6'8", 360. 
and that just that's all he cared about. <laughs> right. he's, just, he's a big human he's being. Just big. He's We're a gonna big, try him out. Dude. No and doubt. I just so that ex, to me, I just went. I was sitting there and I you know laughed and I just went. Well, that explains who you guys are. Yeah, definitely. They want big people. Right. And uh, so the, my my last thing about that game. It's oh, we're not this. done with that game yet. Oh, you want to do more? Well, yeah, you know why? But go ahead. Finish your statement. Well, hell, I forgot what it was. Then. Oh, okay. Well, no, I, my, my, I was going to transition. Yeah. That's what we're going to do. Okay, yeah. It's called, you know. We're getting ahead of the chains. We're going yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll get ahead of the Let's chains. Let's get ahead of the chains. Let's go. Um, San Francisco, just yeah. their offense. Right. Man, you're running it well. Did big runs. Blocking them. Really some great blocking. Good lanes for McCaffrey. They're mm-hmm. running it well, and they got a little behind. And they said, "Oh, we got to throw it." Right. Um, that's just it's being very general, mm-hmm. but that's what I felt like when I rewatched the game. Yeah. Even even when I was watching, I kind of man, just just have a series where you try to run the ball and settle the game down. Right. And you know, so we've all been. Mm-hmm. I've been there. You've been there. Brock Purdy, you're sitting there. Okay, that's one interception. I that's okay. Two. Oh shoot. And then you get the third, and you just hell. It's hard. The to first one was, you know, shocking to that me. That was his worst. Of the, yeah, that's the worst. Point. It's the worst interception I've seen in his young career. Right. And I feel like that was kind of like, man, whoa, like you yeah. didn't see the six four safety there. Well, you it's know? not even seeing him. You know, he's there. No, I know, but that's just it's it was pre snap. It was very strange. It yeah. was very unlike him all season. Right. And uh, so that was kind of like the, man, okay, this is going to be a different game potentially. The second one, you know, Brandon Stevens just makes a phenomenal play. He's playing in that little cat corner look. It's a boundary run. They're running, you know, to the weak side. He is pressed up against the receiver. He sees it to run. He triggers right away, right, Right. which he's been coached to do. Kyle and them, and I know this for a fact because we used to do it in Atlanta, Quarterback, you see the cat blitz or the corner trigger on the outside as the D-gap defender, pick it up and throw it to the receiver as quickly as possible. The corner has to be bump and run, right? Correct. He's yeah. got to be at the line of scrimmage, and you've got to see him come off the line. So as soon as we say hut, we're peeking at the corner. If you That's see him did. going, yep. you're, you're going to pull up, and you're going to throw it out there. And we did it a lot, too, with, like, Muhammad Sanu and Julio Jones when we were there Not in Atlanta. Bad. And it was very effective. It stopped a lot of teams from doing that type of look. Yeah. But what's great about it, though, is that, like, the Ravens knew that too. Brandon Stevens was absolutely ready for him to throw the football. Yeah. It wasn't just like luck. The dude was ready for this situation and reacted to great coaching, great awareness of what was being asked him wow. to do. And, uh, and that's what caused Humphrey to get the interception on that one. So just phenomenal breakdown by them in that situation. And when those plays go wrong for Brock Purdy, right. the ones that are always like, oh, I usually throw this bubble and it gets me 12. You threw a lot of these bubble screens, got them nothing. Right. And that's what I thought was so impressive by the Ravens is that all the little trick plays that were they get out of jail free cards by San Francisco all year. They were gone. None of them worked. Well, it's what you do. The you swing take, pass to Debo. He got crushed in the backfield. Now, take away bread and butter. Right. There we go. No doubt. But, you know, the thing, you know, I always, because I tried it a little bit in all-star games, calling plays, it's really hard. Yeah. And the fact that, <laughs> yeah, don't laugh. There's Mike McDonald on the sideline. Yeah. They're on the left hash. It, now you got to hope it's a run. Right. Or that play's called. Right. And he had the defense. He, it's like he set them up. Yeah. You're going to run the ball. Uh, and I, we got this. Oh, good. You got it. We're going to get it. Right. Which is we don't see that often from, from great defenses. But the fact that I feel like that they knew the answers to the test yeah. a lot of the times – to me, was was why it kind of fell apart for Brock in that football right, game because right. there was no 
oh, yeah, like, we'll just get back on track with this play. It was like, no, they kind of knew that was coming. Yeah. So that's I, what was really telling me. All this to me. makes me think, you know, not, I'm not a fan. I, I try not to never openly, but I'd like to see a rematch just because I want to see it. No, I hear you. Just so, to see who's done what. To, and, and we've done all this, and we haven't even talked about what? Lamar Jackson. Oh, jeez. I know, right? Go get your notes. What, what did your notes say? Uh, he's awesome. Uh, you know, I wow. mean. Dude. <laughs> what the hell was that? What the hell was that? I'm just saying, Lamar, it was phenomenal. It was great. Yeah, it, was. it was. so fun to watch. Yeah. And he was the best football player on the field by far. The second best player on the football field. You could make a case for Christian McCaffrey. Uh, and then after that, it was like a list of 10 other Ravens players after that. Yeah. Um, but Lamar Jackson, one, we want to give credit. Dude is an awesome thrower of the football. Wow. He is a great example of what you're saying. Each and every year that he's been in the NFL, he's become a better passer. And Greg Roman is a part of him helping become a better quarterback each and every year. Todd Munkin is now taking advantage of the fact of that he's experienced, he knows what he does extremely well, and he just lets him go. And, man, there was just so many great plays in that game that displayed his talent. You know, he – no question. Uh, one, he is a good thrower. I think he's very accurate throwing the football. He throws, throws from all different angles. All too. the angles really easy because, yep. like I've said so many times, he grips the football like it's a baseball. I mean, his hands on the end. so the Great arm must, flexibility, too. It must too. feel really small in his hand. And you've said, too, last week, one of the more compact motions in the NFL. I think it is. Yeah. You know, I think maybe you said C.J. Stroud's right He's there with there it. He's up there, too, yeah. But, no, Lamar's is compact and powerful. Right. And quick. It's quickest release in the NFL. But the throwing, but he moved. He never panicked. He moved just to stay out of trouble. He, he moved to throw. Almost every single time. Right. I mean, he could have ran many when he got there. But, no, he kept looking for the receiver, whatever, and hit him almost every single time. And, it, you know, that was a huge difference in the game. Yeah. And the fact that, you know, the one thing I did say before talking about this, the whole game, do the 49ers have enough speed with their defense in front and linebackers to overcome the fact of who he is? Right. And the answer was – no. I don't think any team really does. Well, because you have to be so careful with your defensive line, right. you really take their power away. Mm -hmm. I think maybe if they played again, they go, hell with it, go. Right. And it make him run so our linebackers can chase him yeah. down maybe. Yeah, I don't force know. his hand a little bit more. But to doing throw the way they did yeah. it did not work. No. It no, just, no, it's it's that's it's a really good point. I, I would I would agree. And well let's let's get back to what both two teams would do if they played each other again here in a second. But you know, as far as Lamar, his awareness in the pocket, his pocket manipulation, however you want to call it, is, is one of the best in the NFL, if right. not the best in the NFL right now, right, and what right. we saw. The cool thing, too, multiple times where he got up and out in the pocket, he's not running around, right? He's running up and out because yes. the defensive ends rush up the field. But his ability to get up and out, and then he literally peeks back over his opposite shoulder to make sure that that DN from the opposite side isn't doing the old, you know, roundhouse sack on him. And his arm flexibility while running to his left, throwing against his body, uh, those oh, no, were no, phenomenal. You, you, can't, you can't do that. I mean, those were huge plays. No, All no, those were you, huge, you, you know, for them to stay on, on, on ahead of the chains. Can't, can't, so can't those were big. And the other thing, too, that I think is big is that uh, 
no longer is he the most primary runner on the offensive side yeah. of the football. Yeah. So now, you know, in the fourth quarter, he is the fastest player on the field. Yeah. You know, oh, that's so a great point. He's fresh. Look, you're going to take that note because you're going to talk about it this weekend no, probably. No, but uh, that's all right. Yeah, but, but no, I, I just – I think hey, that's – Hey, I've been doing this with you for a long time. <laughs> it's the first time I'm going to write a note down for you. Whatever. That's not true. Okay. So we uh, – but that's what I think is really neat, that now that he's not the premier runner in the offense, he has the ability to, you know, use his speed in, in his athleticism late in the game to really be the difference maker, you know, in those obvious passing situations because the pass rush has yes. gotten fatigued. Everyone else in the back end is worried about stopping the explosive pass play and him in space. You know, he looks like he's jogging on his 30-yard run there right before half. And it's like when he ran that play, we both said it. We're like, that's the game. You know, great. that scramble it was like, it's over, man. It's You know, you can maybe try to make it a game if you get lucky here or there, but – when he made that scramble and he was running across the field, I was like, damn, Lamar just took over this football game. <laughs> it didn't even look like it was NFL football. That was what was That's funny. what was crazy. That was crazy. You know, you know and, and here we are, best, one of the best defenses in the league, and he is literally running around like it's a video game. Here's the other thing about him. You know, everybody, all oh, his running and this. And I go, well, he never really – I don't know if he's ever gotten hurt running. You know, the two times he was hurt the last couple of years, it was trying to throw the ball in the pocket or just outside the pocket right. behind the line of scrimmage. You know, and he does. How many times have you ever seen him take a big hit? Very never. You know, Greg Roman almost never said that to me. He goes, you know, I said something about the running. He goes, Phil. He when you're the he's running, he can see everything. Yeah. He you you know so in other words, you're very conscious of what's around you, and he's so fast, you don't have to worry about what's behind him. But he determines what yeah. kind of punishment he wants to take, and he doesn't take it. Every once in a while. I haven't seen it much this year. As somebody's getting ready to think they're going to tackle him, he'll turn against them and run into them and give them the lick. Yeah, right. He does that every now and then. He does. He but does. I haven't seen it. I don't know if I've seen it this year. No, I think he's been a little bit more conscious of protecting himself in Man, that way. And he is, he is matured in every way. Did you see him after the game in his press conference? Yeah. Holy crap. Taking a shot at Florio, too. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Florio yeah. and Sims, Sims unbuttoned over there at NBC. You better watch what you say about the Ravens, man. Oh, man, come on. That was know. funny. He goes, oh. he never played. He yeah, never well, played. <laughs> well, we can say that about everybody covers football just about. That's right, yeah. Well, but, yeah, compared to him, too. Yeah. But it just uh, – it was really cool. And what did we really learn, too, you know, as we were watching that game? You know, or I guess re-teaching re ourselves that way. Is that uh, <laughs> you're like? I'm trying what? to think. Yeah, no. Is that just he is like the heart and soul of the football team? Oh, you know his attitude, his presence. You know they get stopped there on the goal line on third down. He's like, come on, like, John, let's go. Oh, he, he couldn't you know, get like, over we, it. We, we, you know. He's on the sideline. He's and then still Har yelling. And Harbaugh's like, you know, hey, we're gonna kick the field goal, go up 21. You know, like, come on. Yeah. You know. And meanwhile, you're right on the sideline. He's just like, what? doing you know so he, he, I just I love that about him and uh how authentic he is as a competitor that way and the fact that Harbaugh has to calm him down you know yeah. like I think is awesome too because we know how you know much of a warrior Harbaugh himself is he affects the whole team yeah he is the everybody on that football team defense coaches all of them look up to him right and he's a legend he is a legend. He's a legend. He's a legend to everybody. Yeah. I mean, you know, I more people root harder for Lamar. Well, it's hard to say. Patrick Mahomes, you know, has an unbelievable fan base, too, across yeah. the country. But Lamar is his, 
huge and it's deeply rooted for him. Yeah. I love Lamar. I really do. And that's why I don't want him to win the MVP because I want him to win the Super Bowl MVP. Oh, I see. Yeah. Okay. Well, just win them both. Yeah. (laughs) Well, you know, it's kind of like one of those, like, you know, one of those curses when you win the MVP, you don't win the Super Bowl. That kind of. So I'm like, all I'm saying is like, yeah, give it to somebody else. Because I want him to win the Super Bowl MVP. I want to see the Ravens win the, uh, the Super Bowl with Lamar Jackson at quarterback and what he's done this year because it's been yeah. so awesome. Yeah. But let's talk about their well, skill but, group really know, quickly, let me, though. Let me just go oh, okay. talk about Lamar. This yeah, my is, bad. When I watch guys coming out in the draft, I remember Christopher, your brother. Yeah, both of you. But, no, he was into it. He, I, I'm, I might get it mixed up. He thought he should have been the first player taken. He thought he should have been the first player, and he thought that he was the best quarterback in that draft. And, and he took so much crap over it. I go, yeah. don't worry about it. Who's, who's giving you crap? You know, they, they don't know crap. You know, whatever. And yeah. then I, I don't know if he switched it. It could have been Josh Allen, then Lamar. It's something or, like that, it was yeah. The other way or whatever. But he backed off of it. But I just – when I watched the first thing of him – I watched him a lot in college because mm-hmm. Bobby Petrino's coaching him. I'm from Louisville, all of that. Of course, yeah. But – Lamar Jackson, Barry Sanders, and Adrian Peterson. Those are the three greatest films I've ever watched of guys coming out in the draft. <laughs> when I saw Lamar's and I watched it, I went, I watched many Louisville games, but when you just concentrate on him, I go, he is ridiculously fast right. and quick. Yeah. I mean, really, all he is is bone and tendon and muscle. Yeah. I mean, it's unbelievable. And he's not as fast as when he was at Louisville, but, damn, he is still fast oh. as far as, like, a quarterback goes, you know, in the NFL. And you give him space, he's going to win a oh, lot of those. There was one play. He broke up the middle against yeah. North Carolina. Yeah. And somebody came to tackle him. He hurtled him just like it was he was in a track meet and never even <laughs> lost. And I just went, oh, my gosh. Yeah. And I, I really thought, even in college, I said, man, his arm is really good. It is good. You know, you don't have a slow arm when you got legs as fast as his. <laughs> right, right. No, I'm serious. I know what you mean. You know, yeah. it, it is connected. Yeah. So, <laughs> man, I think it's some you weird. You know, it is connected. Well, I mean, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I know. I know what you're saying, though. Yeah, I, I but, like, I'm... you can't. It's not like you're going to be quick twitched in just your legs, but your arms are. Yeah, going your arm to be, gonna be you know, slow. Yeah, slow oh, yeah. all of a sudden. You know, Man, I think so it's some it, weird. It stuff, definitely applies. Holy but Christ. you're right, and I, I want to just quick shout out to the Raven skill group. Yeah. Right now, first of all, I'm going to start with Isaiah Likely. Yep. It stinks that we had to find out that Isaiah Likely is a phenomenal football player because it's Mark Andrews' injury. Right. Because he's out for the year, but. Uh, at the same time, you found out that Isaiah Likely is a really, really good football player right. and is a difference maker for your offense. His size, his speed, his ability to break tackles, the stiff arm that he had on the little short catch that he had. Right. You know, he adds another element of physicality down the field, catching 50-50 footballs for them. So he has been an awesome find in his second year. Zay Flowers, his speed, so many bubble screens that they threw in, in this game, little RPOs. Outside linebacker or whoever that flat defender is got nosy to stop the run, likely so because of Lamar and what they do. Lamar flips it out there to Zay Flowers. Big conversions on second and third long and mediums because they got him the football on the perimeter very quickly, and he was able to use his speed with great blocking on the outside to get first down. So right. kind of doing what the Niners do to other teams against themselves. And then um, 
Bateman still is Bateman fast. making yeah. plays. Nelson Aguilar, you know, shows up. You know, when when Bateman and and Aguilar can kind of feed off of the rest of the group, they're really good, right? And and you know, and I think OBJ is a part of that group too. Yeah, and and just to, totally, know, it's just something about him. And I think you know, it, he his brings attitude, his attitude. He shows it on the field. I'm sure he practices hard. You know, he's trying to stay in there. Right. That's really what it. You know, he's got to do that too. So he's hit that age and overcoming injuries. He's got to work hard and all that to stay – to be part of the group. But still, you know, come on. It, these receivers, they all want to be the star. Right. And that's what the, how they should feel. No, but, but, you know, he's – what's cool about him is that, you know, he was once the young freak superstar, you know, right. merging superstar like Zay Flowers. Now he's the, the vet that's like, you know, we got to be tough. We got to be physical. We got to make these tough catches, you know, this and – like do all the little dirty things that, right. you know, receivers don't get enough credit for. And he only had maybe like two or three catches in the just game. Just a couple, yeah. But it, you could just see that like he caught it, he got a first down, and he was like he was he was talking. Yeah, he was, oh, he was yelling. Yeah. He's like, hey, you know, all, like so. Like I just feel like he again embodies exactly what Harbaugh, the defense, Lamar, like they're all just on the same page that way hey, as far as their team. The whole team, I, they got so, they they don't have it this year. They've had it for a long time. They do. Yeah. They, they there is something special about Baltimore. How the, what players they get, how they all buy into the culture. You know, we all say that culture. I don't know the, what the other word for it is. But they, they become a family. I think yeah. that's that's what it is. Right. And it really showed in the game. The offense and defensive players, I really saw them on the sidelines talking and doing things. I said, man, they – and, of course, I'm sure they made it a rallying cry. They were five-point underdogs. Yeah. And they're disrespecting us, you know. Right. But they played that card – and that does sometimes help you practice. You pay attention in meetings, and that all that enthusiasm starts to show on the field. It totally does, and it, it did the other night. So, yeah. but hey, we I'm not saying they're going to win the Super Bowl. Can't wait to see them play Miami this weekend. Show me one more time. <laughs> show me one time. I'm serious too. Yeah. This fact, they think of the emotion and the physicality of that game Across and the build country. up. Now we're coming back. Oh, it's Miami. Okay, we know who they are. Whatever. I don't know. Can they still be the same? If they come out there and dominate Miami, then look out. Yeah. That means it. I, I don't think whatever happens is going to discount me much. But if they dominate Miami in any way they did San Francisco, you have to say they're going to the Super Bowl. The cool thing for them, too, is that, you know, Offensive philosophy is very similar. Now, you know, McDaniel doing things a little bit differently yeah. down in Miami. But still, you know, it, it's – I feel like a, a good game for them too, thought process-wise as far as defense, a lot of similarities between the two teams. Yep. I'm curious to see too. We thought San Francisco should have ran the football more against Baltimore. If they were to see each other again in a Super Bowl matchup, that's what I would say. Run the football more. Get Debo Samuel involved in the run game more. Get Christian McKenna. Run them into the ground. Control the line of scrimmage. Time of possession, keep Lamar off the field, try to win a 21-17 type of football game against them and be physical that way. Um, and I think that's where I'd be curious to see if that's what they try to do Miami offensively. Are they going to try to try to really run the football, you know, or, you know, are they capable of doing that consistently against the, the Ravens that way? I, I don't know. But It'll be tough. I don't know either. That's why – it's we got two different philosophies on the teams. Yeah. So uh, that's the styles. I want to see how it plays out. Here, how about this? Right. 
The Baltimore Ravens, this is last week's offense. Fifth in total, first in run. Um, 20th in pass, which, you know, they, they're not going to air it out. All. Fourth in scoring, defense. Mm. Second total. Tenth against the run. Wow, they fell it down. Seventh, <laughs> seventh against the pass, first in scoring. Yeah. So they're first in scoring on off uh, defense, and uh, they're fourth on off. I mean, come on. There's not a number that they're not good at. Right. And that says something, too. And, and it'll be tough because I feel like Miami, a, a lot of their offense is predicated on just being able to, uh, as uh, the announcers say, hit the back foot, balls out. You know, They hit, do that. And they do. Yeah. They do. You know, So it's like, can Baltimore limit that, then collapse the pocket around Tua like they did to Brock and making him you know, uh, uncomfortable would seem like the entire yeah. game. Look, if I'm Tua – if I was him and if I was playing, you'd read him quick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, Coach, he was open. I just – No doubt. You know. But yeah, they do. They got great rhythm. I don't know if you and I were talking – yeah, I think I did talk about just how they can – they've done it so much. They know how to sit in open spaces, all that. So, that's really cool. Right. And I, I'm excited for the game. And it's on CBS. That's right, baby. God, thank you. You know, man. Thank the football gods. Well, yeah, we get all these good games, and they well, they're gonna give it to this game, and this network wants it, and this. Oh my gosh! Right. But yeah, it's great that we're not losing one of these big time, time games. Is it time for picks? It's time for picks, player. Yeah. How long have we been going today? Uh, I don't know. We're you know we're close. We're we gotta we gotta wrap it up. All yeah. right, here we go. Okay. Let's go. Uh, Detroit, I'm Dallas. Try, I'm gonna try now because. God, you talk a lot. Of, you won't even wager in these games. Detroit, Dallas. Who you got? Let's no, go. No, no, you're the winner. You got to go first. Oh, I got to go first. I'm going with Dallas at home. No, I, yeah, you're really a risky dude. All right, what are you doing? I'm taking the Cowboys. Okay, well, you're, you're a risky dude yourself there, yeah. Phil. All right, Miami at Baltimore. I am going with the Baltimore Ravens. Okay. All right, so yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. You're, uh -huh. you're, Here comes one. You're New Orleans at Tampa Bay. <sighs> Tampa Bay? Oh, Jesus. You're going Tampa Bay too? Well. Would you look at my notes? Oh, come on. What do you mean? Well, it's, it's unbelievable. It's, come on. Think for yourself, Phil. Right, Don't this? you want to take got... New Orleans? Well, I'm thinking. I'm going to come back to it. Okay, you are. All right. All right. Pittsburgh at Seattle. Who do you like? I'm taking Seattle. Oh. All right. I'll take Pitt. Uh, you don't have to. Well, hell, the season's almost over. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know what? I can't. You I'm can't take Pittsburgh? I'm taking Seattle. Okay. <laughs> Raiders at Indy. Whoa, 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 that's it. We're only doing the four games. No, all we, right? said, we said five. I know, and I said earlier in today's show, all right, that we weren't doing five, all right? I, well, I said wait. I voted. You Hold know? it. Hold I voted. It. What do you think? What do you think? Okay, no, good. Are you president of this damn You're thing? damn right I am. Man. Okay, well, you know that, you know there's a thing called a will? That's right. You're not on it. Your ass is out. <laughs> yeah. Oh, That's right. fine. Don't no, worry. No, no, come on. Raiders and Indy. Who do you like? Raiders at Indy? Yeah. God, what, gotta, I'm giving you opportunities just to talk them up. i got to pick this freaking game. Um, it's easy. It's really not that easy. I know it isn't. I just said it. Uh, I'm going with Indy. Of course you are. You wanted Indy too, didn't you? Well, of course. I'm going to yeah. take the Raiders. <laughs> You're going to take the Raiders. Yeah, I got to. All right, now, are you going to take New Orleans? Yes. You are. All right, good. Well, I have no choice. I'm down. We, two weeks ago, I got to make up four games, so I got to have them both come through. All you right. know what? I'm going to take Detroit, too. You're going to take Detroit on the road. I'm going to take them all. All right. I'm going against you. I'm saying you can't pick crap. All right, so you're taking Miami? I'm, I get, I'm oh, taking oh. Miami, too. All right. 
Now, there's a huge asterisk next next to this one this week because you know you just you flip flopped. You can't just make a decision because it's you're... not official until we leave the show. <laughs> yeah, all right. Man, oh man. All right. Well, hey, that's all for man, us just... here today. It's Sims complete. Yep, that's I gotta right. Go, I got to go back to parenting school. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Me too. And. Um, you know, yeah, it was good. Good, good week again. Yep. Excited again for this week. Yep. There's so many good things going on. We obviously can't, you know, hit upon everything in the league uh, with our time here, but we're we're doing the best that we can. We damn, we damn near love the game as much as we possibly can. And uh, Sims complete. Thank you to IMP Studios as usual to the Believe Network family. Thank right. you so much. And uh, we'll be back. Like and subscribe on YouTube. Call Big Phil, ask him any questions you want answered on the show. <laughs> and, uh, no, we thank you again for tuning when, in. And when we'll are you going to get that going, we'll get some questions? What are you doing? Uh, we, we got enough. We got, you got enough in there. We don't no, need No, we anything. want some fan questions. Gotcha. So we, we, we need fans to get fan questions. So we we can, don't have any fans. So we can shoot them down. That's, that's <laughs> right. You don't know. Um, How come they're not playing the third quarterback? <laughs> you know, I like him. He, I liked him in college. At, you know. What is wrong with you? Uh, All right. So, hey, Sims complete. Week 16 review. Yep. We'll see you next week. Uh, as Coach Toll would say, hey, hey, toodles. Okay? Toodles. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm not saying it. Yeah.